students, welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusinoki. I'm an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave, uh, leave us a rating as well, as that really helps this podcast reach more people. We also have a Patreon now. If you are looking to more directly support the podcast in some small way, please check us out at patreon.com slash accepted for access to additional resources that will help you reach your college goals. All right. It's good to be back. It has been a while uh, just to briefly update everybody on my situation. So uh, in the middle of September uh, leading into October, right during probably the most busiest and essential part of the season for the of the school year for what I do, I was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer and uh, I am well on the mend right now. I don't want to go into too much of the nitty gritty right now because that's not what you're you're tuning in for. But I am in the midst of my chemotherapy right now and recovering quite well. And so I am eager and excited to get back to podcasting. So much of the college landscape is changing as we speak. And I want to make sure that all of you are equipped to tackle these challenges and are starting to prepare yourself for the things that are coming. And so let's get right into it. Today, I want to talk a little bit about AI and the impact that that's going to have on potentially have on college admissions processes, particularly the big one that I wanted to focus a little bit on today was chat GPT and the impact that I'm already starting to see that have on academic work for students, as well as and Obviously, the, the big elephant in the room is the impact that's going to have on college essays. So first of all, before we get into any of this huge disclaimer, I am by no means a computer science or artificial intelligence anything in terms of the technical details of it. I'm not going to be getting into too much of the jargon. I'm going to try to explain it as best I understand it. And then so, of course, if there are corrections, if there are things that you feel need to be better clarified, please do let me know via feedback. That would be great. So in the meantime, let's get into this. Well, first of all, what is ChatGPT? And from my understanding, having played around with it quite a bit, ChatGPT is basically a machine learning system where you can type in a prompt and using the machine learning it has acquired from being fed millions and millions of essays, it will be able to churn out a work that corresponds to that prompt. So think of it almost more like a super advanced and detailed Google search. And so there are obvious ramifications for this, for, for high school essays in particular. I teach uh, AP English Language, I teach AP English Lit, I teach AP World and US History. So I ran a couple long essay question prompts in through ChatGPT. And yeah, it definitely does, works as advertised. I found that some a lot of the work that was put to put out is comparable, if not better, than what some of my students at least initially are able to produce. And it does so quickly. And so this process, this application 
you can see where this is immediately starting to go, right? Is, well, why can't I just put in a college prompt and see what it turns out for me, right? Um, and that will save me all the hours and hours and hours that putting these essays together will normally take. And if my, if my admissions officer can't tell the difference, well, then what's the big deal? And because it is, at the end of the day, it ultimately is like it's generated. So it's not plagiarizing. You're not copying anything. You just aren't putting in any of the mental resources and physical resources in terms of time that the admissions officers would expect you to be putting into your essay. And so this has created this big conundrum. The fact that it is a, ChatGPT is able to produce work that is so decent for so little time, right, is a big problem. And a big. it's going to prove to be a big challenge for universities who are having to go through hundreds of thousands of applications with many, many very similar prompts. So this is obviously a huge concern. It obviously also has a huge impact on academics in your high school, where the pressure cooker to produce good grades is so high Right. And time is so limited, right, that if instead of spending five hours on this essay that's due tomorrow, I can spend 20 seconds and use that remaining five hours, 59 minutes and 40 seconds, right, to work on my extracurriculars, to work on other homework that I can't, that I don't have ChatGPT for, like math, right, to read a book, to work on a project, to do anything else, right, other than this essay and still get a good grade. Is that to my advantage? Sure, right? Especially if I'm able to get a good grade on it. And so what do what does a good grade in English, in history, in a social science class, even in a science class, if your grade is built heavily on labs, right? What does the what do those grades mean in a world where a savvy student can type in a prompt or type in a good enough prompt where it's gonna type in the right type of prompt where it's gonna produce an essay or produce a lab report or produce research that is going to be good enough, right? And then rely on the fact that most teachers are overworked, have too many things to grade and aren't going to know the student well enough to be able to identify their writing style or identify, you know, Joni's writing style from Bobby's. What's, what's the big deal? Right? And they will avoid all plagiarism checkers, right? They will, because again, this is generated stuff. It's just not generated by the person it's supposed to be. So those are the concerns. And in terms of the impact that is going to have potentially on academia, right? And on high school and on college applications, right? Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about AI in the context of art and how that's changing, but I just really wanted to focus on this for now. And so given that this is the current issue, right, of there's no ability to authenticate, it's going to lead to a lot of uncertainty around, is this your work, right? That uncertainty is only going to increase, so as someone who is trying to be competitive to get into a good university, what should you do? And that's kind of what I wanted to spend the remainder of this time talking about. So number one is develop your own voice. I think one of the big things that becomes clear to me every single time I go through an admissions, an admissions cycle is how terrible every single high schooler is at writing. And I think that learning to develop, really starting young, read 
a wide variety of literature, right? Read a wide variety of writers and writing, but also spend some time doing your own writing. I think that one of the reasons why there are quite a few pretty good writers right now is because we grew up in an age of MySpace and Angel Fire and GeoCities where everyone and their mother had a blog. Everyone was journaling in some way, shape, or form. And the output, the the side effect of doing so is everyone kind of developed their own writing style pretty early on, right? And kids nowadays, because most of the communication is either visual through TikTok, right, uh, through Instagram, or it's shorthand, it's acronyms, it's slang, it's, it's memes, right? Because so much of their communication is abbreviated when you are asked to produce a long-form, creative, well-structured expression of who you are in writing. Kids don't know what to do. So start that process early, whether by paying more attention in English class, always a good starting point. Read more, better books, also a good starting point. But also if part of what you need is you need a deadline and you need some pressure, join a writing competition. There are so many for high school students, right? Join an essay writing competition, join a short story writing competition. A lot of places do something in November where they try to write a novel over the course of a month, right? And this again, this is doable by high school students. So I think that it's important to start developing your voice early because you want to be able to be under no suspicion in terms of the quality of what you're producing. And building off of that, when I say develop a strong voice, I mean far more than just who you are as a writer. More importantly, you're going to need to become a very strong communicator and advocate for yourself in the context of an interview. The number of students that I work with who come to me and have an alumni interview in what, maybe three weeks, and I'm like, okay, well, let's do a mock, and would completely bomb that mock is 100%. I have yet to meet a high school student who has naturally known how to articulate themselves well. But I think with the rise of all of these AI technologies, and the uncertainty that that casts on the academics, the uncertainty that that casts on the college essay, with the diminishing somewhat of standardized testing. I will talk about the new SAT in a later podcast. There's some fascinating changes going on there. With so many elements of your application now not necessarily credible or reliable, the one piece that I can rely on is 30 minutes with you, right? As an, admission, as an admissions officer, as a counselor myself, within about, yeah, I would say within about 20 to 30 minutes, I can pretty get a pretty accurate read of who a kid in front of me is, right? With a combination of the right questions, paying attention to body language, right? A brief conversation with the parents, right? That gives me so much more data than a written sample from who knows where is going to. And so what I expect to see in college admissions is more resources put behind and more emphasis placed on the face-to-face. -face. We've seen this with some of the smaller, more liberal arts schools like Pomona, Claremont McKenna, right, where they've opened up the option for interviews way early on in the process. That if you are applying in the fall, you can interview with an admissions officer in May, in June, way early on. Right. And so there is huge emphasis 
on that, right? Is is that there there is I think there's going to be an increasing demand for and value placed on the face-to-face interview and more resources are going to be put behind that so that even the students who are applying to the best schools aren't interviewing necessarily with an alum, right? But interviewing with someone who actually has a pretty good amount of say in terms of the admissions process. So I think that's going to be important. I think your teacher and your counselor recs are going to becoming become increasingly important, right? And you and in order for your teachers and your your high school counselor to write good things about you, you need to be a strong advocate for yourself. So are you, right? Do you know what you want at least right now and can you put it in words and can you be compelling with that? If not, let's talk. Let's uh, let's talk and let's see if we can find something out and find something that maybe can work for you, right? So develop your own writing style. Right, develop your own voice. Right, become a strong. Train to become a strong interview. Right, when you are going and do this all the time. When you're going to family events, don't just talk with your cousins who are your same age. Right, don't just stick stay on your phone. Go talk to the adults. Go talk to the uncles, to the aunties. Become comfortable being impressive to adults. So in addition to developing a strong writing style, developing your own voice, and developing your own uh, personal voice when it comes to advocating for what you want, advocate, uh, knowing what you're good at, what you're weak at, what you want to work on, what you're passionate about, right? Um, whether that be chess or calligraphy or basketball or physics or sustainability or improving the uh, like improving the with the wealth gap, like whatever it is you are passionate about, identify it, be able to talk about it, be able to articulate it, right? And I think those two are starting points because those two are going to be the areas in which that are going to swing admissions for you in the next few years as colleges sort out these other pieces. And then finally, ChatGPT is a tool, right? I would be foolish to say, stay away, right? Since A, you're probably going to do it anyways, but B, there are actually some genuinely useful ways to think about it, right? When I listen to artists talk about the threat of AI art, right? A lot of artists who are really against AI art generally are actually really supportive of the potential that it has for brainstorming, for getting you started on a thing that you then finish. And I think that's perfect. I worked with a couple students who they we were working on the why this school essay right and the why this school essay is so hard right especially when there's a bajillion answers and they've only given you 250 words right but when we asked ChatGPT right to produce us a short essay on why what are the strengths of NYU's engineering program it actually produced a huge amount of very specific programs, very specific professors, very specific resources. Now, that's a jumping off point, right? Now, instead of saying, like, instead of putting into Google, right, best resources at NYU Engineering, we actually can put in very specific professors and read their research. We can put in specific research centers and see what they're doing. And then we can craft the essay from there, right? It's like ChatGPT is a good way to get some of your work started, right? Don't treat it as a solution, treat it as a starting point, right? And understand it, right? Understand what it's capable of because so much of being good at using ChatGPT 
still requires you to be a bit of a wordsmith because the degree to which you can come up with the right prompt with the correct wording has a huge impact on the quality of the output that it gives you. And so I think that the final piece of advice I would give in regards to AI, ChatGPT, all of these things is it's here, right? It's to not use it as foolishness, but think about the ways that you are using it in order to help you not jeopardize right, your application and in ways that can allow you to continue to be authentic, right? So develop your own writing style, learn to advocate for yourself and train, train, train to become a better interviewer, especially with adults. Find the adults who intimidate you, who seem terrifying, the Professor Snapes of your life, and figure out how to impress them. And then understand ChatGPT. Don't look at it and be like, oh, no, right? The, the evil thing. Understand the thing. Use it. Become familiar with it. And think about how it can be helpful for you as a support, not a solution, right? As a starting point, right? Not as some, some end, end goal, right? Okay, so those are a couple different things. Now, obviously, the the arms race has already begun. Um, a student at Princeton has already produced an AI scanning that can, with a pretty high degree of accuracy, identify if something is pre- produced by ChatGPT versus uh, written by uh, by a human. And I mean, but the thing with that is that now, after that's been produced, right? If more work is fed to ChatGPT, it will evolve. Right. And so that back and forth has already started and is fascinating kind of in and of its own in in and of itself. But I think as these tools develop, I really genuinely do believe that colleges are really going to need to be racking their brains for ways to leverage their resources to meet with students directly. Okay. And so that means the onus falls on you to not just be impressive on paper, but impressive in person. I'll talk a little bit more about how to do that in a, in a, in a future podcast, but I think it's so important that you are not just straight A's when I look at your grade report, but I can when I meet you, I walk away with, that kid's got a future, right? How do you get to there? How do you build that passion? How do you get that experience so you're not coming to me two weeks before your alumni interview and you you can't talk to me about yourself at all and you are boring don't be boring right find the things to make your find the things to pursue find the things you care about pursue them be interesting and then practice talking in such a way that makes you not just interesting but compelling all right Next week, I'm going to delve into the other impacts that AI is that I see creating for the admission cycles, especially within the creative arts and what that can potentially look like. And similarly, it'll be what's the problem, what can you do, and what are best practices going forward. 
And then after that, just as a quick preview, I'm going to do a, going to be giving a deep dive on the new SAT. I have sat down with the new uh, with the new Blue Book with the online delivery system. Um, it has four practice tests of the new SAT. I've taken all of them just so that I can be able to talk pretty definitively about how I feel this is going to be different um, from the from the old SAT. And if you are planning on taking the new SAT because you're an international student, how you should prepare. All right. All right, it is really, really good to be back, and I look forward to re-engaging with all of you, okay? So thanks for listening to The Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on chat, GPT, and you. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. Again, if you like what you are hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well. Uh, We also do regularly host events both in person and online. So if you are interested in, in attending free info sessions with myself, with real admissions officers, do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.